Good evening, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to this online worship service. And we've been talking about uh, the ministry of the apostles and prophets, how God is uh, releasing these uh, gifts to the church so that the church will be able to build correctly with the right foundation with Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone. I know this teaching may be new to some people and we are very scared to hear about apostles, you know, because uh, uh, maybe because of ignorance, we, we, we seldom hear about it, and uh, maybe because of pride, because we do not want to come under that kind of ministry or, or that, that kind of revelation, uh, we resist against those word of God. And there are others who are just fearful, okay, because, you know, immediately we think of the negative. When somebody uh, who talks about the apostolic ministry, we think that, oh, they are so proud and they uh, maybe something wrong with them. They, they must be some false, has some false teaching and, and, and so we, we got to be careful. Okay, so I understand those concerns, but uh, we need to look into the Word of God, right? We need to understand what the Word of God says so that we will not miss the administration of God's grace for us. So let's look at uh, Galatians 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle, sent, from, uh, sent not from men, but, nor by men, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. So here, you see, Paul, the apostle, he was not ashamed. He was, it's just normal to declare Paul an apostle, right? So, so just because there are false apostles, then we, we, we want to throw out all this kind of teaching. That, that is silly. Okay, the fact that there are false apostles means there are true apostles. There are false prophets. That's because there are true prophets. There is Christ, Jesus. And that's why there is Antichrist. Okay, so it's important that we go back to the Word of God. Paul said, Paul, an apostle. That's who he is. That's what God has called him to be. He said, it's called not, uh, uh, he's sent not from Man, nor by man. So he knew his calling is from Jesus himself and God the Father. Right? So, so uh, nobody can appoint you to be an apostle. They can recognize your gifting that you are called by God, by Jesus Christ. And now we pray. Uh, and bless you because of the calling that you have. You see, nobody can appoint. No church or no denomination can appoint us as apostles. It's God himself who called and who have chosen and who have given us a gifting. So this verse end by saying that uh, he, Paul is sent by Jesus and, and the Father who raised him from the dead. So when God the Father raised Jesus from the dead, what happened? In Ephesians 4 verse 10 and and 
verse 10 to and 11. Ephesians 4, verse 10 and 11. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Right? It's talking about Jesus. It was He, it was Jesus who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of of Christ. So can you see the apost the apostles or the apostolic gift is given by Jesus after his resurrection. And for very specific purpose. But before we talk about the purpose, you know when Jesus gives us a gift, if we do not treasure it, if we do not value it, we're going to miss what he has prepare for us. And what he what has he prepared for us through the apostolic ministry and all the rest of the ministry is so that the body of Christ may be built up. So that we may enter into the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So these are the blessing, these are the purpose why Jesus has chosen and have given this gifts to the church so that we will really be mature and grow and become strong, ready for His coming and the challenges before the coming of the Lord Jesus. So if we are fearful, if we ignore and, and, and do not treasure this gifting, we're going to miss this grace that God wants to give to the church so that the church through the ministry of the apostles and prophets, can be strong, can stand firm, right? So, can the church exist without the apostles and prophets? Of course. Why not? But what kind of church it has become? It's not complete, right? It can be strong in certain way. It can be pretty good, but it's not complete. And that's why Jesus has given these gifts to the church, so that we may enter into the whole measure of the fullness of Jesus, so that the body of Christ may be built up. This is the heart and purpose why God has given the apostolic uh, and prophetic gifts to the church, so that His church can be ready for the coming, or for His coming. Okay, so let's not be fearful, right? of the apostolic gift and, and the gifted man of God who are called into this ministry. And so what about the life of an apostle and, and, and people who think that, oh, if, you, if they, they want to be an apostle, they, they want the status, they want the name. These are people who do not understand at all, you know, the ministry of the apostles. And look at uh, Acts 20, verse 17 to 19. From Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus for the elders of the church. 
When they arrived, he said to them, You know how I lived the whole time I was with you. From the first day I came to the province of Asia, I served the Lord with great humility and with tears, although I was severely tested by the plot of the Jews. So the apostolic ministry actually come with great price. And here Paul, he said, I am the apostles. But then he said, I serve with great humility. So that's the life of an apostle. Even though God has set them up in the church first, it's the apostles. But the life of apostles is a life of humility because this calling, this gifting, when we function in this ministry, it comes with tremendous opposition, persecution, misunderstanding, and uh, you know the enemies will want to, to hinder and destroy this ministry because this ministry go right into the enemy's territory. Advancing the kingdom, taking over where the enemy has been functioning and occupying. So can you imagine the kind of opposition, the kind of uh, warfare that is involved with this kind of ministry? So Paul said, I serve with great humility and with tears. And, uh, and in another place, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 9 and 10, it says, For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like men condemned to die in the arena, we have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as to men. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored. We are dishonored. So can you see, Paul realized the, 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 the price and the battle that, that he got to face. And he said, we are on display, right? Like men who are condemned to die in the arena. You know, this is a picture of those prisoners who are captured, their nation are destroyed, defeated. So they are being led in, in, in that possession uh, back to, to Rome. And, uh, and now they are thrust into the arena and then those animals, lions will come out and they have to battle and fight against those wild beasts. So this is how Paul described the ministry. When they move into those areas and want to gain territory and, and want to advance the kingdom of God, the battle that have, they have to face. And everybody expects them to fail, right? Just like those in the arena, they expect you to be... Uh, defeated uh, or, or devoured by, by the wild beasts, you know, and, and, and they are just watching. So Paul says, we do it. We're willing to go into arena. We're good, willing to do those battles. We're willing to pay the price. We're willing to be full for Jesus because we know this is the apostolic calling, this is our apostolic ministry, and this is the purpose why we are called in order to advance the kingdom of God. And that's the price we have to pay. 
So there's nothing glamorous about the apostolic ministry, you know, that some people have in their mind, but rather it's sobering, you know, and, and we, we need to treasure what God has given and what God is doing through the apostolic ministry. So the apostles, they are sent out. They are the sent out one. Acts 13, verse 1 to 3. In a church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, Cornegar, Lucius of Cyrene, Manel, who had been brought up with Herod's and uh, saw why they were worshipping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. So can you see the apostles, they are specifically called for a purpose, the works that I have called them. Right? That is to... Uh, build churches to build up the body of Jesus Christ to advance the kingdom of God. And so, uh, the apostle Paul, or Saul, when he was called, he already know this calling. He already know this ministry. But it takes time for him to grow and to learn the trade in the local church in Antioch. And now it's time for him to be set apart with Barnabas, to be sent forth into this apostolic call. And, and, and so that's why they are being sent out uh, at the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so it's important that uh, for, for these apostles, the apostolic gifting to function under uh, uh, the accountability of a local church. So they, they lay hands on them, uh, uh, on, on Paul and Barnabas, and send them out. So Paul and Barnabas will go and minister and then come back to the local church and be accountable and give a report uh, and, and have the support of the local church. And then they'll go again. And the next time uh, they are setting out, but there's a conflict between Barnabas and uh, Paul, so much so that they have to part ways. And so Paul has chosen Silas. And look at what happened. Acts 15, verse 40 and 41. Paul chose Silas and left, commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Can you see, even in this sort of situation, the church still commanded them to the grace of God, still pray for them and send them out uh, on this, this uh, uh, journey, uh, ministry journey again. So we can see that the apostolic ministry, that's the sphere of influence, go beyond the local church. It go into the churches. And it also tells you that not every church has an apostle. And so there is this visiting apostles come to minister, to strengthen, to, to, to help these churches, right? Uh, so that we can lay the right foundation upon Jesus Christ. 
And so this, this apostolic ministry, uh, because the, the sphere of the ministry is great and the pressure is also great. And, and 2 Corinthians 11, 28, 2 Corinthians 11, 28, Paul says, Beside everything else, I face daily the pressure of my concern for all the churches. For all the churches. So, because can you see, the apostolic ministry go beyond just the immediate uh, local church uh, to the churches uh, whom God has sent him into. So the apostles, they work with a supporting team. 2 Corinthians 12, 18. I urge Titus to go to you, and I send our brother with him. Titus did not exploit you, did he? Did we not act in the same spirit and follow the same cause? So the apostles will build up his team, and there are times that he cannot go, or there are times that he needs to send others to go on behalf of him. But they go with the same spirit and the same cause, the same purpose, the same uh, uh, vision to strengthen the church, to meet the needs of the church so that the church, the body of Christ can be built up. So can you see, those who are being trained, we who function under the apostolic ministry, we got to capture the same spirit we got to capture the same purpose and, and vision so that we can move together, so that we can have the unity of faith in Christ to advance the kingdom of God. So we look at the calling of the apostles. It's Jesus himself who called them and sent them out with God the Father. And we look at the life of the apostles it's a very humbling ministry with a lot of challenges and, and, and warfare that you need to come against. And, uh, and we see that uh, the team is being built up and the apostles are accountable and with the support of the local sending church. Now we want to look at the preaching of the apostles. We know that they received revelation from God for the church. But beside those, re those specific revelations, which doesn't come every day, uh, but uh, a specific revelation that God has to reveal His plan and purpose for the church, what is the normal preaching of the apostles? Let's look at uh, Acts 20, verse 20 and 21. Acts 20, verse 20 and 21. You know that. I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. I have declared to both Jews and Greeks that they must turn to God in repentance and have faith in our Lord Jesus. So one of the mark of the apostolic preaching is that they are bold. They speak the word of God, whatever that they need to speak. They are not afraid. So they are not preaching just things that, that 
appeals to people and people are, are blessed and, 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 and like the preaching. No, that is not the purpose of the apostolic preaching. They, they just want to see the church being built up, the body of Christ being built up. They want to see whatever is needed, whatever is good for the church. It may not be what the church want to hear. It may not be what the people want to receive. But they, the apostolic preaching, will preach what is needed, uh, what, what is helpful to them. Okay? So that's why the apostles preaching, they are bold. And, and, and it really, if you are willing to receive what the teaching is, you're really going to be helped. You're re really going to be built up. But then again, we realize we can resist. We can resist the teaching because we don't like those kind of teaching sometimes. Okay, the, the other thing that the apostle preached is they preached the gospel of God's grace. Let's read this in Acts 20, 22. And now, compelled by the Spirit, I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardship are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. The task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will see me again. Therefore I declare to you today that I'm innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. So, beside being bold, being willing to preach anything that is helpful to the people to build up the church, regardless of how people will receive the word. Here, the apostles preach concerning the gospel of God's grace. So when we think about the gospel of God's grace, we just think about salvation. Oh, salvation is by grace and, and so on. But it's more than that. The gospel of God's grace means that from now, because of the grace of God, God will work in our life to will and to do according to His purpose so that we can fulfill or do the good works that God has prepared for us to do. So that means the gospel of God's grace is going to release us from our norm, from our human limitation so that now we're no longer living by our own strength, but we are depending on God's grace, God's strength, so that we can do the extraordinary thing that we could not do, so that we can fulfill what God has prepared in advance for us to do. Not just a normal living life on this earth, but the will of God that God has prepared for me beforehand, before I come into this world, the plan and purpose of God. So this is the gospel of God's grace. That's why Paul says, I am who I am by the grace of God. So a lot of us just stay at grace, you know, salvation, oh, that's the grace of God. And, but we need to move on. 
When we listen to the, the, the gospel of God's grace, we need to rise up and live by grace, by the grace of God. You know, the word of God say, my grace is sufficient for you. That means, well, you are weak, but God's grace is sufficient for you to do what He wants us to do. Right? So that is the preaching of the apostles. Release us into our destiny, into the plan of God. And the, the, the preaching of the apostles is, it says here, verse 27, I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. The whole will of God. That's why I say, you know, with the apostolic preaching, in the church, the church will, can enter into the fullness of what Jesus has for us. Without it, you know, yeah, we, we have some good teaching, but it's not complete. The apostolic preaching is preaching the full will of God into, in, into uh, the church. So Paul is saying, I will not see you again, but I know I've done my job. You know, I'm, I'm innocent of, of the blood of anyone here. You know, whatever happens, that's your responsibility. Whether you have received the word of God that I've been preaching to you because I've given you the whole will of God. If, if you did not enter into it, that's your problem. I'm innocent of it. I've done my job. Okay, so can you see? You know, we've got to learn how to receive the, the apostolic preaching. Otherwise, you're going to miss it. You know, Paul has done his job. The apostle has done his job. He has declared the whole will of God. So the whole will of God will always come with the cross. We always come. We'll be talking about uh, suffering for, for Christ's sake. Acts 14, verse 21, 22. They preached the good news. In that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. We must, we must, not an option. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. So the apostolic preaching will, will, will lead you, will help you to enter into the kingdom of God. But if people are preaching a, a gospel that just tells you the nice thing, you know, how God is going to bless you, you know, you, you are not going to enter. You're going to miss it. But, but Paul or the apostle is preaching, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. So the apostolic preaching will tell you about the cost of following Jesus, carrying your cross in order for us to enter into what God has for us. I hope this sharing will help you to have a better understanding of the apostolic ministry so that when we listen, when we hear about the apostolic uh, ministry uh, or receive the apostles, we will really honor and reverence what God has, has given to us so that we can receive those grace that is being released from their life into us so that we can enter into the fullness of God. So let's not uh, have a fearful mindset about apostles, about the apostles' historic ministry. 
No, they're not here to conquer you. They're not there here to manipulate you and, 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 and destroy you. No, they're here to build up the church of Jesus Christ and to strengthen every one of our faith so that we can enter into the grace that God has for us so that we can be mighty in God and enter into the kingdom of God at the end of time. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this teaching. We thank you for uh, raising up apostles and, and apostolic ministry in our church so that we can be built up, so that we can enter into the fullness of your grace and the fullness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we, we pray that we will know how to receive these words and this ministry so that we will not miss your grace that you have prepared for us so that we can enter into the kingdom of God and, 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 and bring glory and honor to your name as we, as we move. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.